0: welcome to cbs soap dish recap a podcast about your favorite cbs soaps each week we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful now here's your hosts girl hey hi
1: how are you i am well how you doing I'm doing good. Just trying to survive our upcoming 104 degree day today here in oh, Houston. How about
0: you? My God. Well, listen, we got a break from the heat because it is a rainy, uh, cloudy day here in Illinois.
1: Oh, fantastic. We're supposed to get some of that rain later this week, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. My grass is like burnt straw and I have had a huge water bill, but oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, I think it's only going to be up to early this afternoon because you know you're in the same time zone, right? You're Central.
1: Central, yes, ma'am.
0: Okay, so somewhere around after one o'clock, uh, the rain stops. So it's supposed to get back up to like maybe eighty four, eighty five, but that's not as bad as it's been this past week where we were oh. in the nineties here. So oh yeah, it was.
1: <clears throat> It's just been unbelievable. It was 102, I think, yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Do you have humidity there? Huh? Do you have humidity there? So normally... Yes. Everything basically just melts. And w- there was a road in the state of Texas that did melt yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. One of the black asphalt roads. I can't remember where it was, um, but this last week has been low humidity. So that's been the saving grace in the early mornings and the evenings is that it has been really hot, but the humidity has not been what it normally is. Now come August, it, I, I, I maybe just melted like the Wicked Witch of the West.
0: <laughs> so oh, it's gonna gosh. It's going to be so
1: hot and humid, but thankfully we have air conditioning. Knock on wood, it works great.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. So, okay. Well, it got kind of, well, I would say we're kind of uh, disheveled this week because I know the previous week or maybe even, but yeah, the previous week and maybe even this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, We got kind of thrown off with all of the news stories. So we had a lot of preemptions. And so I think technically we're about two days behind.
1: I agree. I think you are correct.
0: Because I did see Monday's episode. And then that episode, it says, here's what we got coming for next week. And I'm like, yeah, we're behind. We're
1: behind. (laughs) Yep. You're exactly right. You are exactly right. Did you watch the daytime Emmys last night?
0: I did. I I got bits and pieces because I was working on another project and then it cut into um, the the first half or the first half hour of the show. Uh But I did get to see John McCook. Yay! Yay. He won and and I also saw Michelle Morgan was the first black woman to ever win that. Particular award, so that was awesome,
1: absolutely fabulous, and she is, as you know, one of my favorites. She's just absolutely fantastic. I was so devastated whenever she went away as as Hillary, but then when she came back as Amanda, I was like, oh, thank goodness she's back. But
0: yeah, um, yeah, I, I actually I, I, miss I, Hillary. <laughs> I will say it's shocking because that category was really tough that she was in with the it other was. actresses. Mm-hmm. So when they announced her name, you know, I was like, "Oh my god, that's great. Fantastic
1: yeah. news." And and just a beautiful woman, just so elegant and
0: stunning. Yeah, did you see her hair last night? She kind of had a like a 1950s hairstyle. She just she's just
1: beautiful. I mean, she everything, the dress, the hair, the makeup,
0: just mm, I like that hair because I'm, I'm an old movie fanatic. I like <laughs> movies from the 30s and 40s. So when I saw her hairstyle, I'm like, oh, my God, I love that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Oh, are you a Hitchcock fan by chance? I'm not more into mysteries. I'm okay. more into like the Ginger Rogers, the Fred Astaire, oh, the, Elena Dietrich, that type of stuff. I just I like the old rom-coms. Uh, the Maybe Yeah, they're, they're me-
1: so kitschy and funny.
0: Yeah, and kind of like some Catherine Hepburn oh. and Spencer Tracy, and yes. uh, what's the other girl? I forgot her name. Bogey and. The um, Call. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah, I know we're getting into a whole nother genre of film. Let's start another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, you guys. I know we had a little bit of a long intro about trying to catch up. Cause, um, I don't know if you caught the podcast last week, but actually I was able to get Keisha to do it. Oh my goodness. And do you know, I meant to go back and
1: listen to it three different times and I got distracted with, cause Dave wasn't doing well. And so I did not actually get to hear it, but I'll have to go back and listen to what you guys said.
0: Yeah. So I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning because, uh, yeah because she but i'm I'm a morning person, so oh, good. I'm good with that, but um I think being that she's in Qatar, I think they're like eight hours ahead, so it was uh-huh. like two o'clock there, so it just worked out perfectly. She was oh. like I have two hours to kill so
1: oh, I'm so grateful you guys got to be together on that podcast then that's fantastic.
0: yeah, so I hope you guys that listened to last week's podcast, you really enjoyed that, but we missed you too as well. Thank you. I missed you too. All right. Well, I'm glad that we are back together. So let's go ahead and jump into this and welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap both the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. This is for the week of June 20th through the 24th. And let's. we usually start off with the young and the restless in the first half of the show. And then in the second half of the show, we start with, we then do the Bold and the Beautiful, and then we do our flip the script segment at the end, which is if there is a particular storyline or scene you wish you could change, this is where you flip the script. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this, and I'm going to give a summary, and then we're going to break down these storylines. So, for the Young and the Restless, Billy decided not to fight his custody arrangement with Victoria. Michael agree, agreed to investigate Diane. Phyllis reluctantly de- with Diane. Kyle oh. took over as Marchetti CEO. Victor enlisted Michael's help to thwart Victoria and Ashlyn' plan to start a new business venture. All right. So, where do you want to start? Hmm. Let's start with Phyllis. Okay. Um, I don't know if you, for the ones that have seen Monday's episode, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting the interaction with Jack and Diane. But I won't go into that because I don't want to spoil that. But I kind of wish we were we were on time with the you know the way the shows was going because you probably would have saw that on maybe Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. But. Diane is faking and yeah I mean seriously she thinks I honestly think that she's probably going to maybe hatch some plan because she started off lying to her daughter she -hmm. was in town she was sneaking around wearing that big old sun hat and those glasses and then telling her daughter that oh I'm not back in town I'll see you soon until Michael caught her and if Michael hadn't caught her in that park you know, listening to the conversations that they were having, she probably would have kept sneaking around town. I mean, I just, and it's just so crazy because I think that they're doing a disservice to the character. Now, do I think Phyllis is a wild card? Oh, absolutely. But it's, it's given the appearance that she has just psychologically lost her mind.
1: I think that she is having trauma at PTSD mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. with Diane. I mean, Diane basically, you know, wanted her dead, um, mm-hmm. tried to take her life. Um, it was, you know, the manipulation and the um, strategic planning that Diane participated in back then mm-hmm. on top of, you know, what she did over the long run. I don't blame Phyllis. I'd be suffering from PTSD, too, and probably be doing some really stupid things. Um, And I think that if probably if Summer and Kyle weren't married, um, she wouldn't be as freaked out about all of this. But now that Diane's back and Kyle and Summer are married and they do have Harrison as a son and they're probably thinking about having a family. Now, all she can think about is the fact that Diane's back and they're never going to get rid of her again. And her manipulations will just continue to ruin lives like she did with everything she touched in her past. And so I can honestly see that, you know, Phyllis would be having some type of a breakdown with this going on.
0: Yeah, I guess the only thing is, is that, I mean, she also has participated in some very bad behavior. I mean, so much so that she tried to run over Cricket. Um, yeah,
1: she so- has, but I'm still... I'm still a big Phyllis fan. I I, I can see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: she gives so
0: much life to the character. She does. Michelle Michelle Stafford really do. And I mean, um, she's a good actress, just she's like I think life. of Kimberlyn Brown and you know, these people that portray a character that people either love to love or love to hate. Yes. Um I guess in the soap world sense of things, I mean, Victor has done some horrible things, especially Mm -hmm. with that whole Anna thing, but she still manages to keep her sanity intact around them. So I guess at what point do you say, how do I figure out a way that I won't drive myself insane? Because She was saying stuff to Diane this week, like, I won't let this consume. I'm not the person that's going to let this consume me and destroy me from within. And, But that's exactly what you're doing. Oh, yeah. She's (laughs) already consumed. And Diane knows it. Of course. Of course. Diane's not stupid. And I think you mentioned this in a previous podcast about how Diane is taking up free rent in Phyllis's head. I they mean, are. you're giving her the power when you do that. Absolutely. When, when, when she reacts every time Diane comes around, Diane knows that she triggers her, and and, and she don't have to really do anything to Phyllis to trigger her. Just no, being in her presence does it. She's taking in a breath. yeah you know so i think honestly and even um amanda told her this in the past you need to figure out how to deal with this yeah because you can't be walking around and her and nikki both of them Mm -hmm. you know i mean granted i understand that you know diane did some horrible things but your husband is just as bad oh for sure no question. You know, so and you live and sleep with the guy. So I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> well, the hypocrisy is certainly in not in short supply.
0: Right. You know what I'm saying? And I mean at some point your own husband was married to Diane. I mean, so yeah. it's just as they say, stop the cat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I guess so. And and when I talk to one of my other friends who also watched the show, one of the things that they always say is that this show is a running hypocrisy.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yes. But Mm
1: -hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, just every character has done multiple things that would have you know if it wasn't a soap you'd be in prison or in a mental institution correct (laughs) and yet they're you know leading this little town with regard to you know money and 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 all of that so uh but I look around in the real world and I'm like well you know
0: I will say this about Monday's episode I cannot wait till we're able to talk about that in the next podcast because it, I was like, man, the writers, are they listening to our podcast? Because these are some of the things that Jack brings up in conversation with Phyllis oh. that you, I, and Keisha have been paying, saying over the past six to eight months.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so now I'm going to have to go online and watch it. I normally don't watch it. You know it's what? Horrible. I'll send oh you gosh. the link. Oh, you please do. Now I've got to see it.
0: Yeah, because... And I I was sitting there when I watched it earlier this morning. I'm like, oh, my God, please, somebody tell her the facts because we've been saying this for the longest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. So I don't want to spoil it for the people that are listening on because, you know, I mean, I do spoilers. I do have, you know, I do the spoilers on the YouTube side. So if you guys are on um, YouTube, wherever you are in the world, you can watch CBS Soap Dish Recap on YouTube where there's all of the daily and um, new coming weekly spoilers on there. The podcast is just going to stay on the anchor side. So yeah, it's I'm finding that most people like the spoilers on the YouTube channel versus the hour podcast on the YouTube Mm -hmm. channel. So I'm just going to stick with this over here. Plus it saves time. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You do a lot of work for all of this. Well, you know, I have another YouTube channel, too, where I talk about um, reality TV. So, yeah, I'm a busy busy person. You are.
1: You just, I I mean, I'm so grateful to be here with you because you've got so much going on. So, thank you. Well, you know,
0: I... I just figure out a way to balance my time, but yeah, I do talk about like married at first sight and I used to do the bachelor and bachelorette, bachelor in paradise.
1: Oh my goodness, my um, friend Cam Ayala, who was on The Bachelor years ago. Uh-huh. Cameron Ayala. I don't know if you follow him on Facebook, but he's from Houston and he has lipedema. And um, he has been a a spokesperson and advocate for that. And yesterday he did actually have his above the knee amputation on his right leg. Um, it was his choice and he's doing amazing. This young man, Cam Ayala is just a, uh, just a beautiful person. So inspirational and, um, Since you mentioned The Bachelor, I thought I would let you know. I'm just a fabulous uh, young man, beautiful person. So y'all keep him in your thoughts as he goes through his journey.
0: Okay, great. Thanks for bringing that up. I really appreciate it. Cool. All right. Um, Okay, back to the soaps. Every time we (laughs) start talking about other genres of television, we get thrown off. Anyway.
1: (laughs) I feel like a golden retriever. Oh, look, a shiny object.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I you gotta pay attention to that conversation that Jack has with <clears throat> with Phyllis on Monday's episode because it just speaks volumes. and um I'll send you the link okay uh, to that episode so you can check it out for yourself. But as for this past uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this past week, yeah, that whole truce that uh, Phyllis declared with Diane is a farce. It's yes. a farce, you know, and I don't know who she's fooling. She tried to do that as window dressing for um, her daughter because it wasn't about really making it true. She's just trying to pacify her daughter.
1: Well, and even the look on Summer's face, Summer knows. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> yep. And the way now, that
1: Phyllis and Diane talk to each other is so passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are absolutely
0: true. I, um, it's just so crazy that, you know, everybody knows that she's not being honest and nobody is saying, like, Phyllis, it's not happening. Cause Good she girl. even, who was that? Was that Diane that says, it's amazing how it took me years to recover and change and you can do it in a matter of a few days. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't actually
1: think Diane has recovered and changed. I think she is every bit or more manipulative than she was before because I mean, look what she did with Jack and yeah, the outcome was good that he has his granddaughter in his life now, but mm-hmm. look at what she did to do all of that. I mean, that is some really, that that's sick.
0: Yeah. And it's right. a, you know, it's the crazy thing how they connect two different storylines to bring the both of them back on the show. Right. Because <clears throat> what the writers did is they brought Diane back through the chemo storyline, and um, instead of just her just showing up in General City saying "Here I am," you yeah. know what I mean? It yeah, it was kind of weird how they do that. Some of the stuff that goes on on these soaps—it's like, what were you thinking?
1: Who thought that was going to be a good idea? And who, who in the room didn't know the history enough of the show to be able to say, oh, "There's a better way to do this."
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, um, okay. So, what about Kyle?
1: So, I this whole Kyle taking the position of the of the CEO of Marchetti and giving mm-hmm. up his job. People don't give up co CEO jobs; they just take on a new title.
0: So, I think because he went from sharing the CEO position to being the CEO of another company, I I, I don't think that that was. Not a, I didn't see it as a big deal because it's one thing if you share the spot and then you either do a lateral move or something. I don't know. It, it, at this point with Marchetti, he's running the whole thing by himself. He's the big, you know, the head honcho. Yeah, whereas- but still owned by Jabot, so Jack
1: still is going to have oversight because it's one of the companies owned by the parent company. But I guess I just, the, I've still not, I know Mark. Keddie being bought got them to back there to stay there so Summer could keep her job but I mean are they doing that so that at some point they're going to offer Diana a job I mean I'm still trying to figure out why that's a big story well you
0: got to check into my spoiler video oh (laughs) no (laughs) because that's coming up next week oh no so we'll you know I did talk about that um, in regards to and see, that's why I kind of hate, and I, I know things in the world happen, you know, and you got to keep everybody up to speed, up to date, you know, but when it, in a, when it comes into a show that comes on every day, you get put behind two, three, four, five days.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: stuff we probably would have seen Okay. Thursday. Okay. Yep. That's the problem Dang. because. I think bold is even further behind because there were times where young and the Restless came on last week, but bold didn't. So right. I think they might be three, maybe four days behind. Okay. So like that whole storyline of Eric being busted, that uh-huh. should have happened earlier this week. Right. That's what I was thinking too. So it did feel a little off. So that's going to be actually happening next week because we're so many days behind due to the news reports. Yeah. Um, with everything and we're further behind with bold than we are with the young and the restless.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, it sucks because I was waiting for all of that drama. I had talked about the spoilers for that stuff like 2 weeks ago. Right. And people is like, "Well, what happened? You said this." And I'm like, just "Wait, <laughs> just give it you a know, minute." <laughs> give it a minute, we're behind, you know, preemption, so. Right, right. But um yeah, I will say I'll drop that little nugget. Yes, they will be offering her a job next uh, week. Ah.
1: That's going to just kill Phyllis.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's going to be rough. It's going but see the what makes it even rougher is what happens on Monday. So, <gasps> Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, you I know, and I don't want to hype because I mean, some people are like, oh, you hyped that up, and it wasn't that big of a deal. It's all up to interpretation or yeah. perception, but in my opinion, it's stuff that we talked about over the past six to eight months, and it's true. Okay. And if with with Jack and how he handles this situation, and like you just said, with Diane, maybe now being offered of a job, oh, yeah, she's gonna be devastated. Uh uh-huh. yep. Because it's like, dang, you know, this happens, but then she looked like she's succeeding.
1: Yeah, she just come in and woven herself right back into the fabric of everything.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, it's kind of like how Newman Media was under the Newman Enterprises and slash lock before it sold off or changed the name. And, you know, Adam was the CEO over there. You yeah. remember before he got promoted. So I think this whole thing with Kyle is something similar.
1: Okay, okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Hmm. Um, wow. Well, what about Adam and Sally and Victor? Oh, my gosh. There's, there so, is actually, even though it was a weird week, there's still a lot going on.
0: Yeah, that was a lot going on. So, um, Victor is, times are changing. Your kids have been around you long enough to know what moves you make. Now, it's different if you are um, with a competitor, you're not around them as much, and you're wondering what the next move is. Victoria knows what you was going to do. So he thought that this plan of announcing Adam as CEO was going to stir a reaction into Victoria to say, oh, I don't want my brother to have my seat. I'm coming back home. And she saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. And now she's trying to build her own separate business with Ashlyn and Victor is like, Oh wow. She knows about it. Hmm. Okay. Well you still put Adam in a seat that you really didn't want him to have. So now what? Well, right. And so
1: add to that, the fact that he didn't even like Sally.
0: Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm, well, that's because he anticipated that Victoria was going to come running back home and that would push this whole Sally Adam back out into the old positions that what they were in. Well, that's not happening. Now he's he has Sally as CEO of Newman Media and have Adam as CEO of Newman Enterprises. And mm-hmm. so that's what you get for playing games. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's
1: a lot of games being played right now with regard to this whole Newman clan. And it's, you know, I mean, Nikki's kind of checked out now. She's all focused on Diane left her. Mm-hmm. position, and, you know, it, it's just um, as co-CEO. And so I, I don't know. I mean um, I, I don't see Nick coming back. I just see this as just being, well, what do you?
0: Oh no! Do you know something else? Well, there's some there's some upheavals next week. See, and <clears> there's <throat> a couple of things Nick's going to have to consider next week.
1: Oh my goodness! Okay, wow. Yeah. Leave it, leave it to me to open my mouth and open up another can of worms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that we're not ready to focus on. <laughs> and part one of those situations that he have to consider is also on Monday's episode. And then later in the week, there is another situation that he's going to have to consider. Oh, it's- my
1: goodness. Okay. Okay.
0: Ugh. Yep. 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 So, I mean, at this point, Victor don't realize that the more he pushed, the more she's going to pull away. Yeah. You can't control somebody else's thoughts no. and feelings and it might not be the right one it might not be the right way to go but you can't just say i'm gonna stop this from happening and i'm gonna stop this you from getting this acquisition in this building and that's gonna just give you options that you're gonna run out of and you're gonna have no choice but that even if you do that and you isolate that person they're gonna hate you even more for that
1: Oh, yeah. And the resentment level will just be off the charts.
0: Yeah. I mean, because remember, the other part of what happened this week is Victor trying to get Michael to cut into Victoria's and Ashland's plan to start the new business venture. And it's some type of real estate firm, I think it was or something or they were talking to a real estate firm about acquiring a new property, a commercial property. Now, Victor wants Michael to talk to those people and talk them out of doing business with them so it takes that option away you know and it's like okay so what you give Victoria back home she's like you just said she's going to resent you do you want her home that bad that maybe she's not talking to you you just want her back in general city that that bad
1: and under your thumb
0: yeah yeah it's He don't realize that the more he play games and manipulate situations, but here's the thing. Like I will get, I have to say this about Ashland. Ashland said, well, if we don't get money from other buyers, we have our own money, which they do. They do.
1: And so there's been a couple of times whenever she was in the room with Ashland, but whenever he wasn't looking at her,
0: her face was not happy.
1: Yeah, and so, I don't
0: so know. what is happening there? Well, a lot of the fans are thinking that she has another ulterior motive against mm-hmm. Ashlyn, and she's setting something in motion. I'm curious. I haven't seen any spoiler to release that yet, mm-hmm. and believe me, when I find it out, you know, I'll do a video about it. But so far, <clears> it seems like she's going along to get along. But at the same time, every time when Ashlyn is not in her presence, she has these facial reactions that make it look like she got something else going on. or she's trying to set him up or something.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what's happening there for sure.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious, that's going to be good, but like, I, I think, I don't know if I said this last week or with you on the previous week, there's a lot of mergers forming. I mean, we've had Chancellor Winters merge. Then, you know, of course, Newman bought the whole lock thing. Mm-hmm. But now Victoria's trying to start a business. And then we got a Marchetti and Jabot merger going on with Lawrence Finmore part of that too. Right. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're trying to stir up a big unless they're just trying to redefine the show with, Mm -hmm. you know, who's doing what at what company or whatever, or are they getting ready for a whole business competition war or something?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But there's, you know, usually there's only like two main companies and then a couple of small ones going on. Right. right. You know, normally they didn't really focus on Fenmore's that much other than Mm -hmm. when Jill came back and, you know, was like, it's part my company too. And all that was going on when they found out they were half sisters. Um, But normally Finmore's is just kind of in the background. I mean, they haven't even showed the little shop that used to be next to the GCAC, you know, mm-hmm. no one going into the little shop or anything. People just had the bags that said mm-hmm. Fenmore. So I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't mind so much if more fashion came back to the show.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know if maybe they decided not to do so much. It would be nice because you got cosmetics through Jabot, you got fashion, and yes. more. Newman has many companies under their umbrella. And then it seems like Chancellor and uh, the Chancellor Winters is more of media and, and real estate, I think. And real estate, exactly. So. Who knows? I would love a little bit of competition between all four of those companies because Mm -hmm. I like corporate takeovers. and stuff Yeah, it's fun to watch. That's fun to watch. You know, I mean, I, I have no problem with the romance, especially the one going on between Adam and Sally. That's probably the best thing that's going right now. Love it. Love. They are hot.
1: They are fire.
0: Hot. Yeah. Yes. And it's almost, it's so believable that you would actually think that there are a couple off screen.
1: They are so well put together.
0: The chemistry there mm-hmm. is just off the charts. I'm wondering if Sharon Case actually watched. Now I know Sharon Case is, uh, she's an actress herself, but. She is, I know that, wondered the same thing. Listen, <laughs> when she's sitting back watching her man, you know, over there getting real physical, you know, <laughs> of course, through the scripts with Courtney Hope. Yeah. You know, he, she's probably like, okay, I can't watch this.
1: <laughs> or maybe she's getting some ideas.
0: <laughs> right. Or maybe she's getting some ideas. Who knows, right? <laughs> but, um <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, I just, and the other part of this I wanted to talk about, too, is with Adam actually jumping through hoops to try to prove to his father he knows what this is and he don't Um, mind being used because of the opportunity yeah yeah it sucks
1: it does it really does and you know there's some some years where i love adam and some years where i'm like oh oh, i can't stand that guy Uh, but right now i am loving adam
0: yeah i just wish now what um, Ashland and Victoria is doing. I'm wishing mm-hmm. that Adam and Sally would be doing that instead. Doing yeah, their own when separation. that, yeah, yeah. Because the, just like they did in the press conference, they was like, "Oh, he spent many years on Wall Street, and he graduated from Harvard Business School, and all of that." That man needs to take his skills and accolades and do things away from Newman Enterprises, because. Victor don't want him in that position. He don't want him there. I know. know. He wants Victoria there. And for Adam to say, well, I really know what this is about. I can't. It's one thing if he was being played, Mm -hmm. but Adam knows. I can't feel sorry for you, boy. I mean, seriously, because you know what you're getting yourself into.
1: Yeah, so whatever happens, happens. Don't complain about it when it goes down.
0: Yeah, and it will. Because part of the part of the conversation next week is, and I'll say this much, is that Nick is not happy that Adam is now running the company. <laughs> so, yeah. <it's, laughs>
1: Nick, man, you left at the company a long time ago. You need to stop. Well,
0: well, listen, <laughs> well. Yeah, that's, that's, like I say, he got two things that he has to consider next week. Oh, my well. goodness. So, um. Uh, you know, all I can say is, is that Adam needs to walk away. Oh. He he needs, the, the man has the money. He yeah. has the means. Yeah. I mean, he don't have a half a billion dollars, obviously, that he had gave away to, to ashley like, he, he gave his trust to Ashland. <laughs> right. But whatever money he has, you know, he needs, even if they started out a little small something. Mm-hmm. At least it'd be his. Yeah, I just hate seeing him being used like that. But at this point, he's okay with it. So mm-hmm. I just have to be like, oh, well, like you said, yeah. don't complain. He's Yeah, I mean, he knows exactly
1: what he's gotten himself into. He knows who he's dealing with. He knows his father. He's a carbon copy. Um, you know, so uh, if he doesn't know by now, he'll never, ever get it.
0: Nope. And it's just it just sucks because, it, you know, with narcissists, you have... Because that's what Victor is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not Eric Braden. Eric Braden is a great uh, actor. Oh, he's
1: a beautiful man.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. He's a really nice guy. His history, um, his life, his legacy
1: what an amazing actor.
0: Yeah, he is amazing. Um, but Victor Newman, the narcissist, <sighs> you know, narcissists love to move the goalposts oh. and have you know their prey continue Mm -hmm. to fight for approval that they'll never give them exactly
1: yeah because then you can't keep them on the carrot you know dangling the carrot in front of them if you if you you know be honest and truthful with them you got to keep dangling
0: exactly and i mean the moment that adam think he's done something right victor come up with something else that he did wrong so it's just like you're gonna you're not gonna ever please a narcissist they find fun and you continually to, like you say, jump after the carrot that they keep dangling. Yeah. Jump through the
1: hoops, you know, whatever um, old Mm -hmm. saying you want to use, they're all true. And you know, what just kills me is that um, there's always with a narcissist, with the Victor Newmans of the world, Mm -hmm. uh, there's always the compliment and then the words, either the word, but, or however, and Mm -hmm. everything that comes after the word, but, or however, is a backhand.
0: Yeah, it cuts off everything you said in front of it. Everything is, is void. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, it, it just sucks, but I don't know. Who knows? Adam might have a trick up his sleeve to put the company on the map, but it's it doesn't matter. I honestly think he could make Newman Enterprises the biggest company in the universe and Victor will still never take him seriously. He's still not going to approve Nope. Nope, nope, nope. -hmm. Um, Now, earlier this week, we saw Billy decided not to fight custody arrangement with Victoria, which, you know, I think was a good move on his part because um, they're at boarding school. If something happens, unfortunately, Victoria is going to have to take accountability for that. Absolutely, yes. You know, I, do I actually think that Ashlyn is going to physically harm them? Mm, no, but I don't
1: think so. But he also is a master manipulator, and he could manipulate them against their their dad, um, just like
0: Victor manipulates the kids against their absolutely because <laughs> they're the same person. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um. Okay, so I mean, that was the only the only other piece that I really want to talk about too, um, Trish. Is this whole thing with um, Nate and Elena Ugh. and um, what's the girl Imani. named Amani? Mm-hmm. So, did you notice that Amani manipulated the stroke situation with her mom and Amanda? She is
1: a master manipulator turning out to be I think Mm -hmm. and I think she is very entitled based on how she was raised with the grandfather being kind of you know having everybody under his thumb Mm -hmm. her mom her you know the the dad hardly ever comes up so you can only imagine that he's just basically been beaten into submission you know Mm -hmm. to the the patriarchal rule of the granddad um but Imani I think is going to wind up being um a very negative force to have to be reckoned with.
0: Um, You know, and here's the thing with uh, Amani. Amani, even as much as her mom had a stroke, she's doing okay, they caught it in time, she knew that that was going to strike some form of emotion with Amanda. And from what I understand, because I love psychology, Mm -hmm. is the best way usually that manipulators are able to manipulate is through emotion. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah. And so with her, with her knowing that she was going to be emotional and, you know, Amani was like, well, maybe you should go spend time with her. Now I thought Amanda was going to catch on to her. Mm Mm-hmm when Amanda said, well, look, that's your mom too. And she was like, well, yeah, I've had more time to spend with her. You just are, are just now coming into her life. So, you know, i try to go and she went with it. And because mm-hmm. and if you came from a genuine space, that statement actually makes sense.
1: Yeah. But I don't think it was genuine. I think it, it was wasn't. manipulative. She wants her out of there so that she can mark her territory at that point. At, uh, chancellor's uh chancellor winters yeah and nate because she knows that um amanda's not happy with how she's been flirting with nate
0: so let me ask you this and i want your opinion and then i'll give my opinion because that's all we're doing is opinions over here we'll have right (laughs) that's all i got is my opinion about all we got (laughs) is our opinion so that whole scenario that happened between nate and elena so Elena went and I guess she got a, a, a speak at a conference in Hawaii, uh-huh. which means it's like she's going to be there for a few days and she wanted Nate to go with her. And the conversation came up while she was over at Devon's. She asked Devon if it would be okay to take some time off. And then she comes back and tells Nate. Nate is like, oh, I want to do this, that, and the third. I've just started. And she was like, oh, well, well by the way, I did ask Devon and he said it was okay. Do mm-hmm. and you we saw what happens with Nate's response. Do you think he overreacted? I do.
1: Really? I do. Yeah, because if if it had been that she had gone to Devon specifically mm-hmm. to say, Hey Devon, I'm doing this and Mm -hmm. I want to do this and I want Nate to be with me and I need you to blah, blah, blah. That would be one thing. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen that way. It happened in the course of a of a natural conversation between uh, for all intents and purposes, you know, extended family at this point, um, you know, to say. Oh, well, what were you talking about? What was that all about? Oh, well, I have this opportunity. Well, you know, I'd love for Nate to go, but he's got this new job. And said, no, no, he could go. It's not a big deal. It was an organic conversation. She did not manipulate anything. She did not go behind Nate's back um, on purpose. It just organically happened. So to me, I think Nate's reaction was a little strong. You know, um, it, it, I have seen in business men do that and literally call their wife's workplace to fix a surprise vacation and get that time off. I've seen it happen in my own office and, um, you know, in real life and nobody thought a thing about it when the guy did it. So I think he did overreact a little bit.
0: Hmm. Okay. What do you think? Okay. So they're not married and they're not, And I just think that they're, I mean, yes, they're living together. I just, I couldn't see myself going to, even if I was near at an event or something like that and and my significant other boyfriend boss is there and I, whether it was inadvertently or on, or directly say, ask my, my husband, my, my husband. My my boyfriend's boss. Oh, yeah. By the way, can you give him the time off while I'm down there having this thing in Hawaii? I just think that even though the conversation came up, maybe she took the phone call or whatever while she was at the house. Don't go into that part until you have a conversation with with your significant other first male or female, because I would feel some kind of way about that, even if it was on the reverse yeah i get where you talk you're to me first. first i do <laughs> hold on let me let me finish up so the thing is is that um i just don't i think what she should have said and she said, oh yeah i gotta do a conference in hawaii i'm working on some things and uh you know i want to check into something but i don't know even if she didn't need to go into that she had a conversation with nate and then and tell Nate, you know, hey, listen, I got this, that, and the third. How do you feel about going with me? We can work and we can do a vacation while we're in Hawaii. And then give him the option to say, I'm okay with that. Let's do it. Or I really want to hit the ground running with what I'm doing. And she kind of, and, and then she jumped in. So I already talked to him about it and he said it was Okay. Devon and and Nate are already having issues right now, right? Well, yeah, they are. And I mean, the issue,
1: so yes, they are. And I get what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I think it would be, I think it would absolutely be exactly what you're saying had they not already been intimate together, Elena and Devon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Elena used to be with Devon. So their mm-hmm. conversations are at a whole different level than pretty much, anybody else's boss with their boyfriend, you know? And so I think that it was just, um, it was just conversational. There was no ill intent. So I think you really, in this case would have to look at her intent and there was no ill intent. She didn't try to manipulate anything. Um, so I think with regard to my saying it was a strong reaction, it was a strong reaction because she wasn't being manipulative. I think Nate, um, Sometimes gets annoyed at stuff when it's just, just talk about it. You don't have to be, you don't have to jump down somebody's throat about something or, you know, get terse with somebody who loves you, who's just trying to have time with you because obviously schedules have been bad. Um, but I do obviously if, if she hadn't slept with Devon before and they weren't all so close she probably wouldn't have said anything and she would have done like what you said. She would have said, Oh, I may have a conference, but just because of what they've all already been through together, I just think her guard is down. And now I don't think it'll be down anymore because Nate jumped down her throat about it. But, um, you know, her guard was down.
0: I got to, but I mean, we have a difference of opinion. On oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, I, even if there's even if it's family members or somebody close to the family, I still need I, I would still hope that you would discuss with me first before going oh, to my superior or whoever to say, hey, you know, can you get the time? Can you give them the time off? See if I even want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, I and- make my plan. Don't, you know, I, and, and on the flip side, I just would not be comfortable, you know, going to uh, my boyfriends, you know, even if we are all very well acquainted to say, give him, you know, I mean, not ask him because this wasn't an ass situation. I think, I don't remember. I think it was because she brought it up. Yeah, I just don't feel comfortable going that route. I would rather to have because I would like to, I like surprises, okay. Mm-hmm, so too. I would it's like surprises. to surprise him and say, "Guess what? Well, I'm going to Hawaii. Don't you want to go too?" Yeah. Right. And then let him tell me whether it's something that he's even interested in before even trying to get some form of approval, because he might be like, "Well, no, I got this going on, and I feel I need to be here, there, or whatever." So I, that's just where I am. But I also understand where you're coming from because you obviously have seen that from the experiences of people that you work with. Yeah. So it, it happens. It does. It, it does. It happens. You know, so that's you why know, we also, do. Also,
1: what if he had taken a former lover to Hawaii? And that was like their romantic spot, and now she wants to go to Hawaii, and he doesn't ever want
0: to go to Hawaii again. (laughs) You right? You just don't know. You don't know. (laughs) You don't know. I mean, and it's not like, yeah. That's why I'm saying. I just think when it comes to husbands, wives, you know, um, people that are in committed relationships and things like that, those type of conversations need to happen with your partner first before getting anybody else involved. You know, but that's that's where I come from on that. But that's why we do the show because there's some people who probably also agree with where you coming from. So we want to make sure that on the show, that's what we do. You know, we absolutely. Happy. Yeah. Keisha and I, we do that from time to time. She'll be, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: it's really funny because it, even when
0: you, even if
1: you don't fully agree with somebody, you can certainly see their point.
0: Right. You know, every, cause yeah. nobody thinks alike. Everybody on this is 7 billion people on this planet. And all 7 billion of us don't have the same ideology. We just don't.
1: We do not. We do not. And, you know, I mean, not only do I see your point, but,
0: I mean, I get it. And I'm kind of now thinking that way, too. So, Yeah, but I, like I said, I also see where you're coming from because you've yeah. had anecdotal experience to it. So you've seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, well, that's another podcast. We could talk about all the things we've seen in real life that, that
0: should be on the show. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. we we'll be doing podcasts 24-7. I mean, listen, you can basically, these days, start a podcast about anything. Look at Billy Abbott. He's talking about all his trauma <laughs> on his podcast with all of the Newmans and everybody else, so... Uh, You can talk about anything
1: if you wanted to. You could do this podcast all by yourself and just change your voice by one octave and be two people.
0: (laughs) Well, here, okay, you know what? While we're talking about that, and I found that pretty interesting because it seems like everybody around town knows that that's Billy. Everybody knows, and it's like, okay, did you change your voice and now you're settled to the fact that well, everybody know it's me. So
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I don't know, that was weird. But, yeah, so
1: much for incognito.
0: Right, right. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think. We had no Abby this week. Mm-mm. No, no chance. We did see a little bit of Chelsea get mad at Adam over something stupid, but
1: well, yeah, she did. And then she and Chloe had their little spat. So that, oh makes
0: yeah, sense. that's right.
1: Is Chelsea going to wind up taking a job at Marchetti and now she's going to be working with Kyle and summer, possibly. Mm-hmm. Where's that going to leave Chloe and is Chloe going to wind up being the one person that Sally trusts to be her second in command? Cause they actually got along Sally and Chloe. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen.
0: I would think because, all of this is predicated between Fenmore connecting with uh, Marquette, right? Because Fenmore is supposed to be the only store in the U.S. that carries the Marquette clothing line. So, maybe that's how they're going to keep Chloe around because she still works for Lauren and maybe that's what a minute, Chelsea's going to be the lead designer. So, I don't know. I still think that they're going to, some kind of way, be in the same. But I think it might be in reverse. So, right now, Chloe was the one that, that is bringing, like, Chelsea in on board. I don't think – I think is, – is Chloe her boss? Is Chloe I, boss? Because I think – I thought the, they were I partners. Think, okay, I thought that partners. they were
1: partners. And I thought that, like, Chelsea was going to be the – the creative, you know, the designer
0: and that Mm -hmm. Chloe was going to do the market.
1: Yeah. The, all the business operations.
0: So then what that means is that if Chloe is still in play and um, she's going to be the lead designer, that might be a situation where now Chelsea is her boss. Oh, wow. I mean, because, And that will most definitely cause a problem because according to the spoilers next week, Chelsea is going to be struggling about something. So, and I think they say Adam is going to come to her assistance. So I don't know what that's about as of yet, what that is. Uh, It comes later in the week. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be a bit surprised that by her moving over to Marchetti being the lead over there. Yeah. then they're going to switch positions. So besides, you know, now they're working side by side. Now might be a situation where Chelsea might end up being her boss. Mm-mm-mm. But
1: that'll be interesting TV, to say the least. It will. It will. Because, I mean, as far as, you know, between Chelsea and Chloe, I'm i I'm, I'm
0: Chloe. <laughs> I <I'm>
1: like <laughs> Chloe.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's quite- I don't know. I
1: mean, Chelsea it's like you come back and you expect everyone to just forget that you bash Sharon over the head with a coffee pot. You come back, you for you expect everybody to be okay with, you know, cause Ray forgave you. Everybody else is just supposed to give you a pass when you tried to poison someone else's husband while you were trying to frame Adam. And I mean, it's just, no,
0: I mean, uh, uh-uh. yeah. Yeah. That, that whole thing is crazy. Um, I never understood that, that, you know, it's one thing if you, and that was my, I guess, weird hypocrisy with the Ray character, because this woman tried to kill you and for months you thought it was Adam. You Mm -hmm. found out that it wasn't Adam, but you forgive her, but you can never forgive Adam. And you still hate Adam, exactly, because you're jealous of Adam. Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy. This woman almost took your life. Right. And you're okay with saying, oh, I'll help you. I'll help you get back and forth. I'll take Mm -hmm. your son here and there. You know, and I'll forgive you for everything. But you still, he still did not like, yeah, he still did not like Adam. And he Mm -hmm. didn't even do anything. Adam didn't do anything to Ray except breathe. Mm -mm. Yep. And at the end of the day, all of that hatred that Ray had, it so, went nowhere because nowhere. Mm-hmm. Adam ended up with Sally.
1: <laughs> right, that's exactly right.
0: <laughs> I kind of wish they had kept him around for that. I was actually hoping. i wondering whether they were going to do something with that triangle between Sharon and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But we all know how that went. So, mm, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, I think. Yeah, so with Imani's getting Amanda out of town, and of course Elena's leaving town to go to Hawaii, that means that (laughs) it's going to be an interesting scenario where uh, Imani is probably going to try to seduce Nate. I don't know. Nate's weak. I'm sorry. You think he's going to give in? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, wow. Well... We'll have to see, girl. This is going to be. Is it? I honestly think that's going to make for some good drama, though.
1: I do too. Oh, I'm all here for it. Absolutely. You know, we mm-hmm. laugh about the the ones we love and the ones that we love to hate, but I love them all.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. And then we got one other thing to talk about, and then we'll move over to bold. Okay. Michael trying agreeing to investigate Diane. Well, yeah,
1: and then you read in the spoilers about how. Um, You know, Phyllis is going to be upset with Michael, you know, being with Diane, you know, hanging out with Diane and stuff. So I am just really dying to see, dying to see where it goes between, you know, Diane, Phyllis and Michael. And Michael's going to be seen as betraying a friendship and all of that stuff. And and Victor asking Michael to investigate Diane and, you know, see what's going on. I mean, doesn't he have a whole team of investigators? Isn't Michael a lawyer, I guess?
0: well okay so both nikki because nikki is the one having michael investigate diane and victor is having michael run to new york
1: that's right i've got it backward that's right you're exactly
0: right you're exactly right and so to me that that that's that's michael's fault because you're an attorney you're not an investigator Your wife had already said, why are you doing this? He got a team of people he could use. Same thing with Nikki. She got access as well. But they keep using Michael as this gopher to go and do this and check this out and investigate this. And I will give props to Michael for having a conversation with Diane. Um. Because even if Diane lies and say, I have nothing or and he finds something, just the mere fact that those two are friends and he's like, look, I'm giving you the heads up. I'm about to investigate you for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you didn't like that.
1: You know, I mean, I guess because of where we are still uh-huh. With COVID, they, they're they having to bring in the main players to do things that are outside of what they should be doing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I I've, I saw a post where some people were saying that, you know, the writing team is really dropping the ball on some real good opportunities and putting some things in play that aren't really making sense. And maybe this is just one of the ones that just
0: doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Okay. Gotcha. What do you think?
0: Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, like I say, I I don't like them using Michael as a gopher. Like you said, maybe it's budget issues and they don't, you know, I don't know. They got to give him a storyline, but I I think he was better at being the DA and um, away from, because it kept an ethical line between him and Victor. So you know, as much as You know, when he was a DA, Michael kind of was like, I can't do that, Victor. I can't do this. I can't do that. It kind of kept that barrier. Mm -hmm. Now he's working for Victor. They got him doing some of everything. You got yourself put in a Peruvian jail, running around doing stuff for Victor. (laughs) He (laughs) was supposed to be retired. (laughs) Right. He's supposed to be in retirement. He ended up in a Peruvian jail for a week. Uh Uh-uh. (laughs) Um, so yeah I just I just think that they could probably have something else I will say that they do get some romance next week both um Lauren and Michael they get some time to have some romance away from everything good so that's good to see Um, I do love Lauren and Michael Yeah. yeah 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 that you know um, but I think that's it for the Young and the Restless for this week. I'm trying to make sure I haven't skipped over anything. I think we did cover everything, although I will say we did kind
1: of hop around a little bit today. And that was probably my fault for blurting
0: stuff out. <laughs> well, listen, no problem. It keeps it interesting. Girl, listen, blurt. blurt blur, blur. Um, uh, heinous blurtus. <laughs> heinous blurtus, Yep. Okay, so let's go on and to The Bold and the Beautiful. Okay, so for the recap for The Bold and the Beautiful, for the week of June 20th, Carter proposed marriage to Paris, and despite concern and skepticism from others, he went ahead with his plan to marry Paris immediately. A fight between Lee and Sheila ended in Water and Flames. Okay, so let's start with Sheila Carter. Oh, uh, my God. I did aren't there some videos on YouTube about that whole thing earlier this week. It's exasperating. Well, point. it's unrealistic. Totally. And so And so the reason that I say that is because two things happened that made Lee look really stupid. Number one, you got a psychopath in the other room she already don't trust you she barely let you out the room to go get these quote-unquote supplies mm-hmm. you get two inches past the door and then you get on the phone to call the po- whoever now they tried to make it look very um i don't know if she was calling the police or she was calling the pharmacy but then she admitted later that she did right the second part is you know this woman you can tell by the look and she was and i will say she got robbed last night kimberlyn brown got robbed no because <laughs> the girl is a good actress i was hoping she got that award anyway oh. she looked beautiful too did you see her in white just stunning oh my god i was like you go. and it's this. so
1: funny you know she wore white on purpose yeah she's the villain now she's trying to wear the white hat <laughs> savior exactly and all the old westerns
0: <laughs> I really, did that, girl i follow her on instagram i love all of her stories she does she's like i told you a couple weeks ago she does so much when it comes to her family her cooking her and her husband they go fishing you know, she was hanging out with Rena Sofer. At I her saw Serena. that with her pottery. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Sofer
1: is so gifted. I need to buy some of her pottery. Does she have a website? She does. If you go to her Instagram, she has the website in her bio link. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to check that out. And oftentimes, the proceeds go to an uh, animal rescue that she's involved with.
0: Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. A lot so, of
1: these actors are so giving and so caring and they give back to their communities. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I like to see the human side of them. I mean, I have fun watching the drama every day, Oh yeah. but I also like to see them away from the cameras too. Well, right. Because, you know, there are some
1: people that watch these shows that think that the characters are the people. And yeah. they're not, there are real human beings that have families and loved ones who are playing these parts for us to enjoy, but they're fake.
0: Yeah. But it's you know just what? For fun. Listen, let me tell you. So last week, I think Keisha and I discussed this. Did you see on social media where uh, Michelle Stafford posted that, that whole thing about telling the fans I am not Phyllis Newman. I am not Phyllis. I yes, am I Phyllis Stafford. There's mm-hmm. a difference. I play a character. So that ties into what you were just saying about how some people tend to blend and blur the lines when it comes to these characters on TV and these people in real life. Yeah, they are acting, folks. They are acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... And obviously, it must be impacting you that much, meaning what, you know, Michelle acting, because we were just talking about PTSD earlier. Right. She does one heck of a job acting that way, which is why people are getting confused. So it tells a lot about the fact that she's a great actress.
1: Fabulous actress. That's right. That's exactly right.
0: And the same thing with Kimberlyn Brown, which, oh my God, that girl, she needs to be on movies in a psychological thriller or something, even if they gave her a lifetime movie. You know I was going to say
1: lifetime or yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: She would be great. I mean, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. They're doing a disservice to her. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let back me to say to- this too, with regard to Sheila, uh-huh. there's no redeeming Sheila Carter. <laughs> oh, you saw my video, huh? <laughs> Uh, I saw your comment on social media. I'm like, look at Trish; she um, cannot be redeemed. Well, well, <laughs> uh, next week is going to be interesting because oh. I did I did the spoiler video for next week for Bold and Beautiful as well, and uh, it's some oh, it's going to get really crazy. Oh now. man, I'm I'm looking
1: forward. To, <laughs> I mean, to say that these are my favorite shows is just an understatement.
0: Listen, that whole thing with mm. with. Uh, which oh my god it's just so crazy that whole thing with Quinn and donna and eric is gonna be nutsy cuckoo next week
1: i mean you know i love you but i don't love you i love her even though the only thing we have in common is sex so go get carter what oh you saw that huh (laughs) just on the preview i mean i i figured you know from all the previews and everything but it was like Really, that's how your your marriage is going to end in a whimper?
0: Yeah, and I, somebody posted a picture from Soap Opera Digest about Grace consoling Paris. Well, I saw that. I, yeah, your mama tried to tell you.
1: <laughs> You're, yeah, and you know what? As much as I absolutely loathe when Grace shows up on the screen because she's a Butinsky that came in out of nowhere and tries to make like. I mean, don't act like your daughters are all innocent. Carter mm-hmm. didn't do anything to Zoe but try to love her. Yeah. Zoe's the one who So stop saying Carter did anything to Zoe because no, he did not. He loved Zoe. He wanted to marry Zoe. He was all in, and Zoe is the one who broke all of that up. Now, well,
0: what he's doing to Paris, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, okay, so let me because here's the thing about the whole Zoe thing. There's an overlap of misbehavior on the part of both of them, meaning Carter and Zoe. Because, yes, Zoe started out by, you know, she was engaged, and um, she started flirting with Zenday. Carter found out about it. He felt bad. He decided to go ahead and try to marry Zoe. But he was already starting to have feelings for Quinn and when that came out due to her sister Paris yeah that blew that whole thing up and Zoe went to you know went off to leave the show cuz you know Kiara Barnes is on Paradise Island i think it is or something Fantasy like Island Fantasy Island yeah that's it so i mean it's kind of it's kind of like is it like it's Eric? That you, yeah, I mean, because the thing is, as much as he, he forgave Zoe and decided to marry her, he was then second handedly having feelings for Quinn the first go-round. Yeah. Which that blew up, and then, of course, Zoe went running. So I don't know if Grace is overlooking Zoe's behavior and only focusing on Carter's behavior in the second I half think. of their relationship.
1: Yeah, I think she is. And honestly, who knows what Zoe told her because we didn't see any of that on screen.
0: So no, a lot of people are wanting Zoe to come back. I don't, I don't know where that would fit. The only way it would fit is if she came
1: back with a one and a half year old kid.
0: Oh yeah. If she came back pregnant or, you know, had a baby. Yeah, that's true. baby. And then if
1: if Paris winds up pregnant with Carter's baby, although they have not had intimate relations in a while, so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, or at least that we've seen, so mm-hmm. her probability of being pregnant by Carter is slim. But to have, again, you know, two sisters having kids with, be, you know, just like other storylines we've seen. Okay. Um,
0: but yeah. I don't know. I mean,
1: that would kind of be the only reason I would see Zoe ever coming back, whether it was Kiara Barnes or someone else playing the character, is if she had ties. Gotcha. Otherwise, I don't think there's another reason for her to come back.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, I don't know how... I know the fans were saying it, but it's like, I don't see that happening anytime Uh soon. But let's go, because I got a lot to say about that storyline. But let's finish up Lee and Sheila, because number one, she shouldn't have made that phone call in the foyer. Mm -hmm. And then... This girl had you hemmed up against a wall, pretty much showing the terror in her face that she really wants to hurt you right now. And then you say a snide remark about Sheila being his mother. And they put the camera up to Kimberlyn Brown's eyes where she kind of had some type of trigger moment. That twitch. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That was.
0: I'm like, why would you say that? just say just get figure out a way to get out of there right he did the exact same thing steffi did and i'm like what are you guys gonna learn never it's like when you're in a situation with somebody like this you don't dig your feet in deeper to make this person even more angrier than they already are right but your ego gets in the way Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been saying for weeks. I know people have been going back and forth with me on that whole Steffi Alley situation. Yeah. thing here, Lee's ego got in the way and she figured like, Oh, I'm going to say something that's really going to piss you off, but that doesn't help you. No. It makes it work.
1: It's not. It makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Scarier situation.
0: Well, thank God she got out of there, but People well, were talking about the type of vehicle Lee had, and I'm like, because I was looking. I'm like, what type? Is that a pickup? Well, I guess she was pickup like SUV. <laughs> that was a pickup. What was it? It was an old SUV, wasn't it?
1: Like a like a old suburban, not a suburban, but like a old um, uh, a Cadillac SUV or a. Uh, a navigator style. It was a big one. And yes. she was driving a little four-door sedan.
0: Yeah. Now help me out here because I've been trying to figure this out. And tell me what you saw. Okay. Did Lee run over something that caused her car to bust into flames or did Sheila run into the back of her car?
1: So I watched the slowed down video that someone posted online. Was mm-hmm. it you? Did you post that online? The slow motion.
0: I did. Po- probably me. I did. Yeah. Okay, so
1: I saw that video that you posted, and it looked like when the lights got really bl- bright behind Lee's vehicle that she kind of did like what would have been a bump motion forward with her head and neck and chest, kind of just a little bump, and then went out of control. Um, now. Is it believable that a little car like that could make a big SUV like that explode when the gas tank is not where the hit was? I don't know. Um, It was really annoying to me that they went through the chase because first of all, that little car probably would not have had enough power to even catch up to Lee Mm -hmm. on top of the fact that there were at least, you know, at least two or three or four different directions Lee could have gone she she didn't follow her immediately. So how'd she know which way to go? You know what? There's so many holes here.
0: Yeah. And I, and then there's a, a either it's a video flaw or something because I watched it several times on my TV because uh, we had a preemption earlier this week. That's, uh-huh. that's what it was. We did have one this week. That's why bold is so far behind again, as I said earlier. But. That clip came out from somebody else, which is what I posted on the YouTube side. When Mm -hmm. it was actually aired the next day, I -hmm. replayed it on my TV. And it looks like at first I was like, well, wait a minute. She hit her. But then when I watched it again on my TV the next day, it looks like she hit something. Because when Sheila shows up, she's hitting breaks to see what happened if she wouldn't have needed to hit breaks at that point if she was already stopped. Yeah, I that don't means, know. I
1: think it might have been just bad. Um
0: I think it was bad video editing. Bad video so, editing, yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if they're trying to create a, um, um, a talking point amongst the fans to say, no, she would hit her. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. Because yeah. stuff um, like that tends to get people talking. It does. It does.
1: And I don't know the answer. I just know when I looked at the video that you had posted that was in slow motion, Mm -hmm. it did look like Lee did kind of like a jarring forward motion as Mm -hmm. if there was a bump from the back. Okay. When you're going that fast, a bump can cause you to lose control of your car. I do know that. Now the back end of a SUV like that exploding, I mean, it wasn't a Ford Pinto for crying out loud. Right. So I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay. I'm perplexed as well. Yeah, I just think that because at first I didn't think because when I when I first saw the clip, I called one of my other friends and I was like, oh, my God. And they was like, well, what are you talking about? I think Lee is going up in flames and Sheila did it. That's the first thing they said. Sheila did, did she? And I was like, I don't think so. It looks like she, you know, something exploded and she went over into the river. And then when I saw it again later, I'm like, well, wait a minute, Sheila did hit her. And then I saw it the next day. And I'm like, wait a minute, Sheila's hitting brakes. So <laughs> she wasn't there.
1: So it's <laughs> <sighs> oh, what oh, I said when God. I
0: got on this car, I'm like, I need another pair of eyes.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I saw the same things you did. It's like, did she hit her? Did she not hit her? Is it in slow motion? And are we watching it in real time? Like or in you know normal speed? What is happening? And I don't have an answer.
0: I'm just surprised that Bold decided to have her car go down in fiery flames like it did. I thought that was a little bit much for daytime TV. It
1: was. And not only that, um, someone was saying online that, well, she went in the water and, you know, there's a possibility that she could have gotten out. Yeah, I'm
0: hearing that too. Is is so, she still alive or something? I don't know. I don't know. And then of
1: course with Jack coming back. Oh, you heard it? from the previews. Yes, yeah, on the previews where Jack's coming back next week. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I just cannot wait for Finn to wake up and I cannot wait for this to be resolved, but yet I want to see every single
0: minute of how it happens. <laughs> okay. So he's not coming back this coming week. He'll be back the week next. of July fourth. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So, according to, who is this? According to Soap Central, they're saying that um, Sheila caused a car accident that seemingly killed Lee. So, they're saying that Sheila did it.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So I don't know. It could. I mean, maybe they saw something different. Usually, the bloggers are really deep into it, uh-huh. so, you know. But yeah, so he'll be back. Uh, Jack will. All right. Yeah. Um. But I'm just shocked at that fiery lake, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Oh man, Lee." I <laughs> know. Bad for. Her.
1: You
0: I know, did too. And then she went screaming in the. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. But oh. anywho, I, I got to say that, um, you know, both of those ladies did an excellent job mm-hmm. um, with the scene. I think so. so too. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. But next week is going to get even more interesting with now Sheila being responsible solely because nobody else knows that he's alive. Right.
1: um, And she doesn't even know what he's been given so far with regard to medication and everything. It's not like Lee left a checklist. I will say this
0: as a little teaser. He will flatline next week. Oh. But we already know down the road there's a reunion between Steffi and Finn. So, right. right, Some kind of way he'll he'll be alive but he will flatline at least once next week. So. Um... All right. Did you have anything else on Lee and Sheila? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I think this particular storyline only got the first two days. Monday and Tuesday, I think it was. And the rest of this week was Carter and Paris. Okay. And Quinn and Eric, yeah. Okay. Paris, not Diamond White, the actress, but Paris. Buckingham is the most and I've seen people have this conversation over the past couple of days she's a hypocrite oh, and, yeah. and not just because of her behavior with Carter but just the mere fact that just a couple months ago she turned down an engagement because she wanted to she's young and I'm single and I want to be yeah. independent and I want to do it my career and then the moment that Carter proposes it's like okay we can do it tomorrow
1: yeah yeah, did you see Zenday's face whenever Grace told him she said yes?
0: Well, I mean, I would be too, because it's like, well, Son. wait a minute, you were dating me for the better of several months. Right. You claim when you came, and see, that's, that's why I'm hoping that bold do, do right in connecting dots, because, okay, let's look at it like this, uh, Trish. If I was Zenday, she turned me down after we were dating for months. She mm-hmm. came to me and said that we're not dating, I'm only interested in Carter. Remember? Right, I do. And then now a month later you're engaged, you wouldn't accept my proposal, but we nobody even knew you guys were dating. What kind of fake stuff is this? What is this? Mhm. You know, and so it, and a lot of people was talking about that. I saw some comments that was like, how is she going to say, I, I'm young. I want to be independent. I want to focus on my career. And then a month later, now she's ready to marry him, right. somebody else.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's a hypocrite. There's no question. And you know, it's when, when you look at the differences between Carter and Zenday, mm-hmm. I mean, Carter's obviously got years on Zenday. mm mm-hmm. um, and and yet Zenday is being the more mature man in the moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, Carter looks like a fool.
0: Yeah, yeah, he looks. They, you know, they took a. Carter was this good guy character, yep. so They yep. ruined his character. I agree completely. You know, they got him looking like this thirsty dude who can't Mm -hmm. find... You're an attorney and a COO of one of the major fashion houses in the world. And beautiful. a beautiful. gorgeous. Mm. You know, and they took his character and made it look like, uh, I can't find a woman, don't know why you want me, I got to sleep with the boss's wife, and then Mm -hmm. that's not working, so I'm going to settle for this girl and then I really feel for somebody else and he was fiending after Katie for a minute. And mm-hmm. it's like, come on, you guys, you guys gotta do better with this. Right, everybody says Liam's a waffle. Yeah, and maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they need to take that, that whole label off of him and put it on somebody else. It just looks bad. I hate this storyline. I do too, I do too. You know, it sucks. And
1: and you know who I miss? I miss Justin Barber. Like, where's Justin? Well, where's- last
0: time Justin was around when he was supposed to be helping Ridge get information mm-hmm. on Quinn and Carter. Well, right. I guess he just disappeared after that. Mm-mm. You know, but I just and I'm wondering because I was one I was watching last night on how many awards bold was up versus the other shows and they did they they didn't get a lot of nominations
1: no it looked like general hospital for some reason well, took days look like, like
0: they got a lot yeah why like why yeah, i don't know i don't know because I, I can't get into days days is just not my
1: thing i've never I been able to either one of them i've i've tried i think they're Um, you know, kudos that they're still on the air and I fully support that. But I don't know. There's just always been something about the quality level of the videography, the sets.
0: I don't know. It's just, I just don't get it. Yeah. I can't. I tried. I Cause, and you know, when I tried, when when Young and the Restless went off for the pandemic back in 2020, I'm like, okay, well let me check and see. I just couldn't get into those other two. I just couldn't. It just wasn't interesting to me. And that's not because I know we have a lot of fans that watch all of the soaps. Uh So, you know, I don't want to knock anybody to say, oh, your soap is trash or anything. It's just not for me.
1: It's not for me either. I I completely agree. And I mean, I even tried way back in college. I had friends who were like, you know, you were either a CBS fan, an NBC fan or an ABC fan, because Mm -hmm. a lot of them were on at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you have to pick and choose which ones you watch. Well, I mean, obviously, I grew up in a CBS household. My grandmother watched her stories. Um, My grandfather actually listened to As the World Turns when it was on the radio. Oh, wow. I mean, it goes way back. And so, you know, to say that I've been watching this stuff since 1978 is Mm -hmm. true. And, um, you know, when I went off to college um, in 85, I did try. And then I tried again a few years later when I worked with someone that was a big fan of Days, and I tried, and she told me all about the characters, and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, you know, so. Yeah,
0: but I'm grateful want...
1: that they're still here because it's important for the genre.
0: Right. Right. Now with the Bold and the Beautiful, because I mean, thank God, you know, uh, John McCook got the award that he got yesterday. That was wonderful. I just did not. I could see why they did not get a lot of nominations because some of this stuff is just crazy to me.
1: Yeah, there's some craziness going on. I mean, we still
0: here for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and that's no knock at the actors and actresses because the fact of the matter is that they're given a script. That's right. You have to. You have to act what you're given. Exactly. So if they don't give them a lot of meat on the bone to work with, what are they just going to do what they're going to do and get the paycheck? So, you know, I, I, the storyline, even the storyline with Eric and, and Donna, I just, none of that. It's just so many things that you could do. Bring Bill Spencer back. Right. And And, you know, I mean, when
1: Eric and Donna got divorced, mm-hmm. she was not in love with Eric anymore. So he was evidently not the love of her life. She took mm-hmm. half of his Forrester stock. Bill helped her. Bill Spencer helped mm-hmm. If Eric was the love of her life, she never would have turned to Bill, regardless of the fact that Katie was married to him. Um, she would not have, you know, there's so many things that would not have happened. Uh, Eric is not Donna's soulmate. It is all physical. And I hope it fizzles out really quickly when Eric discovers that he can't talk to Donna about anything meaningful.
0: Yeah, I mean, all she... Oh, that's, that's that's that's
1: and I want I love Donna and I wanted a different storyline for Donna, not this regurgitated stuff with Eric, because if I hear we're gonna now we're gonna be stuck hearing honey bear, honey bear, the stupid honey bear all no. over
0: again. Yeah, I don't know why they even wanted to revisit that. I mean it's not like the fans was like, Oh my god, I wish we could have Donna no. and Eric back. Uh-uh. Nobody
1: was saying that. Nobody was saying that. And you Mm -hmm. know, I'm a
0: huge Eric and
1: Quinn fan. I mean, yes, Eric, I mean, yes, uh, Quinn and Carter are hot, but Quinn and Eric were a beautiful couple. And one of my all time favorite scenes was when she showed up in Monte Carlo after that awful plane ride between Mm -hmm. that couple that the random couple that plays the random couple. Mm -hmm. um, And they show up every now and again, she's sitting between them on the plane and then she shows up on the boardwalk and is walking toward Eric. And that is one of the most beautiful daytime drama scenes I have ever seen on television. And I'm just really
0: quite miffed
1: that they have ruined Eric and Quinn.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they look good together. I they mean do. she's more of a if you're not because I mean sticking her with Carter in that storyline, mm-hmm. if that's and I'll just say if that's what they're gonna do, which yeah. pretty much that's what's gonna happen. It's hot, but, but- it, it's just where's the longevity with that? I mean, is she still going to work for the company? He's the COO, but what are you going to do, Mary Quinn? I mean, it's just I don't know. It's I, I just,
1: seemingly incestuous.
0: It's just I just don't. It just don't fit to me. I, yeah. I I mean not, but how they're because remember, like you, it's just like Donna and Eric don't fit. It's all sex-based. Forced. That's it's it. all forced. Mm-hmm. That's it. All he wants her around is pretty much to be his mojo giver. And, yeah. you know, because if it wasn't for that, would you be with her? Take that yep. away. Yep. What, <clears throat> do, what else do you have in common?
1: Not one thing.
0: You know, and you're going to throw away your relationship. Now, granted, I know it's tainted. There's some bad blood there with the whole Carter thing. But you guys had talked about getting past it. Right. You and said you
1: forgave her. So, and then you
0: pushed her to, to keep doing it. Yeah. And that whole entanglement that he or, or orchestrated. Um, right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I just, I, that whole that swap of rule between <laughs> Eric and Quinn, Carter, and Eric, Quinn, Carter, and Donna, and all that. Wow. Why not put Donna with Carter? or
1: could I go ahead that would be I mean they're both like I mean perfect hello Mm -hmm. look at them they're beautiful that -hmm. would be beautiful and honestly I mean again I'm just a huge Eric and Quinn fan and I'm not happy about the situation at all
0: no do not approve (laughs) no Nope. And then Hope is like, oh, they look like they're in love with each other and you need to make a decision. I'm like, yeah, Hope, if this was Steffi, you wouldn't be as nice as you are. No, absolutely not. Not only that, Hope, get out
1: of his business. Who are mm. you, little girl? Go home. Yeah. Yep. That was a lot of nerve she had
0: showing up at Eric's house. hmm I mean, a lot of nerve. A lot. So... Yeah, that whole thing is about to explode next week, and I'm looking forward to it. So,
1: Honestly, I know uh, we're about to do our flip the script, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, listen, one other thing I forgot in the Young and the Restless segment is this um, thing with Summer trying to get into her mom and Jack's business. It's like, if they told you they didn't want to tell you what's going on, leave it alone. Stop let right. it go. Right. I mean, Kyle even told her the same thing. It's like, they don't, our parents, I know something going on, but they don't want you involved. And you well, keep asking. And you're the kid. If your yeah. kid tells you to leave it alone, leave it alone. Right.
1: It's not your business. You're not, it's, it's a different level. Leave it alone.
0: Yeah, I forgot to bring that up because I was—that was really annoying this week. Mm-hmm. Like, summer stop, right? But I know something is going on. No, we don't want to talk about it. Right. But I know you want. No, we don't want to talk about. But you can please tell us. No. Oh my, oh my god.
1: That is not your business. That is not your problem.
0: <clears throat> right. So. Anywho, but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty interesting week. We got some catching up to do, you know, hopefully maybe they'll stabilize, but I doubt it because unless they play two episodes in the same day, that's not going to happen. Right. So we might as well just take it as it comes from this point forward. I agree. Yep. Let us go ahead and do our flip the script. And for those who don't know, flip the script segment is that if there's a particular scene or storyline That you wish you could change. This is where we flip the script. So what you got?
1: So actually my flip the script is going to be the exact same flip for both the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful, whereby what we were just talking about with regard to summer, butting into what I'm just going to call the adult conversations, because, you know, we all saw summer being born and everything and Jack helped deliver her in the elevator. Um, I wanted Jack and Phyllis both to tell her that, She needs to focus on her own life and she has her own family now and they are adults and they will handle it and they'll figure it out and to butt Mm -hmm. out. And I wanted them to do it in a little bit of a loving way. Now on the Bold and the Beautiful, my flip the script was going to be where Eric basically goes up to Hope and takes her by the arm and says, thank you for stopping by this is not your business. I did not butt in when you were humping Liam in the dressing room when his wife was home with the baby. I didn't interject myself in that. So you need to remove yourself from this situation and butt out.
0: I, Ooh, wanted, good one.
1: I wanted some adult conversation to happen. And I wanted both of those young ladies to be put in their place.
0: But out. Good. I was
1: so annoyed like who do you think you are
0: mm-hmm yep, these people you are that. like
1: 45 years older than
0: you exactly get out yep I totally agree what about right. you um, okay so for uh, the young and the restless when it came to Victor and Nikki I would have had Michael say, that's above my pay grade. Sorry, I'm oh. not doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, they should not have that man doing all. He's not an investigator. He's an attorney. Uh-uh. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I would have him do. I'm like, look, I love you guys, mm-hmm. and I know I work for you as your attorney, but I am not finna I- – I'm in retirement. If I'm going to oh, do man. any traveling, it's going to be with my wife. We're going to go to Bora Bora. About, said, <laughs> I'm going to have a drink
1: and a coconut with an umbrella in my hand. <laughs>
0: yeah, not traveling to New York and traveling to L.A. to find out about Victoria and Ash and uh, Diane Jenkins. I mean, uh-uh. seriously. Uh uh-uh. And care. then on um, Bold and Beautiful, Lee should have just got out of that house. She should have just walked out the door, mm-hmm. get in the car, drive down the street and then call somebody. Right, absolutely agree. You don't walk outside the front door of the bedroom where the <laughs> God, the door doesn't even connect. It's exactly. there's like a gap. You're in the foyer of the house and you're on the phone talking about this is an emergency, and and Sheila comes slowly walking out the door like, uh, are you on the phone? And she wasn't even whispering, Letitia. No, it's an emergency. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Trish, you are, <laughs> you are too funny. She was on a bullhorn. I mean, she might as well let anybody... I mean, seriously, that... I thought it's that was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, I I just... If I had to change anything about The Bowl and the Beautiful, which there's probably a lot to change. But, a lot. But if I was to change anything, it would have been that scene. That was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> that and her mocking and triggering Sheila uh-huh. Are you crazy <laughs> so oh oh my god this was a good one Trish I really enjoyed it oh
1: me too Leticia I missed you last week I'm so glad you and Keisha got to be together and I'm so grateful to be back with you this week
0: all right all right I appreciate it so a lot going on next week for both shows for the week of the 27th through July 1st. Oh, my God. We are in the second half of the year next month. I mean, flying, next week. Flying by. Half of the year is already gone. That is mm-hmm. crazy. I was just saying Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, taking down the lights and everything. <laughs> and Alicia, I was just worried about computer systems for Y2K. I don't know how we got here. Well, that was about 22 years ago. <laughs> So, I remember being pregnant in Y2K with my son. So, oh. oh my god, I was like, at first we thought the world was going to come to end uh, come to an end uh January and by the middle of February I found out I was pregnant.
1: So, <laughs> oh my goodness, what a great year.
0: Oh my god, that was a crazy year. And I, and I had a 2-year-old. So, oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. But um yeah, time is flying. So, yeah, for the week of um june 27th through july 1st if you guys want to hear the spoilers for next week check out the youtube channel uh, cbs soap dish recap you just type it in it'll pop up and all of the spoilers are there for next week and it's some good ones trish i am going to send you the video leak for monday's episode
1: thank so, you so uh
0: look out for that and other than that i hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week all right Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at the Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms